Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidate interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Christiana Carusi, running for the Madison School Board seat three. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office and why are you, you are running for the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Thank you. Um, I'm running because I believe that every child has the right to a world-class education in their local public school. I believe in the power of public education to foster justice and equity. Public schools are the one public institution we have that has the potential to offer every child a better future. Unfortunately, the glaring opportunity and achievement gaps we have in Madison show that we're not living up to that potential. I'm running on my track record as a public education advocate. I've been um, speaking up for public education and going to school board meetings for more than a decade. I do this work because I'm a parent. I have two kids in the school district and also because I believe it's really important for citizens to engage in democracy. Um, I was part of a coalition of parents and staff at Crestwood Elementary School that started a group called SCAPE, or School Community Alliance for Public Education, that is now a district-wide public education advocacy group. Um, I've dedicated my life to public service. I was a Peace Corps volunteer, and then I ran a nonprofit organization, and now I'm the associate director of the Sustainable Agriculture Research Center at UW-Madison. I've managed complex programs and budgets, and in my advocacy work, I've spent countless hours organizing people to speak up for public education. Um, if elected, I'm ready to hit the ground running. The achievement gap between white students and students of color is a chronic problem that MMSD has struggled with for a long time. What of the superintendent's priorities for narrowing the gap do you support, and what do you believe should be the board priorities? I completely agree with you that Madison, the Madison Metropolitan School District is not doing a good enough job of educating every child. Um, in addition to the fact that we're not doing a good enough job of educating black and brown children, we need to make sure that we're closing gaps for our English language learners, for students with disabilities, and for children who are experiencing poverty. Um, of the superintendent's priorities, I think the one I would initially focus on is expanding our community schools and also doing a better job with our community schools. Community schools are um, schools where in addition to providing education during the school day, they also provide wraparound services for children and families like healthcare or dental care. Um, my understanding of community schools is that they should also give the community, um, particularly families and students, a strong voice in how schools are run. And I, as a school board member, would advocate for doing community schools in a way that actually gives families and parents power in decisions about our schools. Um, I do think the new MMSD strategic framework um, provides some, some promising strategies such as um, giving teachers a stronger voice in what they teach in their classrooms and um, what goes on in our schools. If you look at examples of other school districts that have closed achievement gaps, staff have a strong voice in making decisions about how we go about doing that. Um, in terms of investments that I would like to make as a school board member, I would prioritize things that we know work, like small class sizes and um, teachers of color. A personalized pathways program is being implemented and promoted in the MMSD as one way to open educational opportunities for students of color and help to close the achievement gap. 
What do you see as the strengths and weaknesses of the program as it's currently structured? There's a lot of good in Pathways. I am strongly in favor of giving our staff more collaborative planning time. Um, I think the student-led conferencing is really good, and I'm, um, they have smaller class sizes in many of the pathways, which is great. And I'm in favor of anything that helps us keep children from falling through the cracks. Um, the way that Pathways works is that students are cohorted, which is kind of a jargon word, but they're put into groups based on a career pathway. And there are pros and cons to doing this. On one hand, by putting children into these small learning communities with similar teachers, you can help make sure that they're all doing well. On the other hand, I think there is some potential for tracking that we have to be cautious about. My biggest concern with Pathways is that um, there will probably only be four or five career careers represented in these Pathways in our comprehensive high schools. And if these careers don't appeal to children, they may actually disengage from school or not be interested. We don't know what the careers of the future are going to be, and I, need to, I want to make sure that we're not just teaching our children to be prepared for what the world is like now, as opposed to giving them the tools to deal with the future. Staff use of racial slurs has recently emerged as a significant personnel issue in the Madison schools. How should this issue be addressed throughout the district? <clears throat> words matter, and there are some words you don't use. Um, I think that if, you know, we need to be careful that we're not using language that alienates any of our students, um, including students of color, but also um, based on student sexual orientation, gender identity, disability status. We need to be careful about the words we're using. Um, if teachers are accused of using racial slurs, I do believe that they deserve due process um, and, you know, a fair opportunity to, to find out what happened. Um, I think we also need to be very conscious and mindful of censorship. Like, would we take all books that include racial slurs off of our shelves um, when those books might actually help educate children about what slavery was about, what black history is about, what children, you know, what our society has come through to get to the point we're at now? Um, ultimately, I think we owe our children unwavering belief in their potential to do amazing things. If the language we're using in our schools does anything to harm that unwavering belief and that value and their worth as people, I think we do need to step back and make sure it stops. School safety is a hot-button issue across the country. How do you look at the issue of school safety, and what is the school board's role in addressing it? So um, currently the school board is making investments in technology to improve school safety, things like locks and security cameras and film to protect glass doors. Um, I believe that school safety is not just about locks and cameras, that in order to have a safe school, we have to foster a school climate where every child feels safe. Um, I take things like bullying and harassment seriously. I think we need to do everything we can to foster a culture of respect in our schools, and that's respect toward everyone, our staff, and other students. Um, the Behavior Education Plan is um, a document that I think myself and most people can get on board with the intent behind it. We don't want to take children away from learning, and actually if we take children out of class and suspend them, we're not going to be able to close achievement gaps. But um, we need to make sure that um, our classrooms and our hallways are under control because I think behavior is pushing some of our families and students to their limits. Um, in order to ensure that all of our students feel safe, I think we need to make more investments in support staff for our schools. That would include school nurses, counselors, 
psychologists, social workers, to, and um, we need more staffing for special education. Our, our schools just don't have adequate staffing for that. Um, Finally, um, the, the district is looking at a building a referendum possibly down the road, and if we do that, I think we need to take both safety in mind when we're thinking about new designs for our schools, but also we need to make sure that our schools feel like welcoming places for every family who visits. What do you identify as the biggest budget issues for the school district in 2019 and going forward, and how do you propose the board address them? <coughs> The biggest issues that we have in this coming um, school year, 2019 to 2020, I think are about staffing and class size. Um, this is where most of our budget goes in into paying staff, and if you have more staff, you have smaller class sizes. Um, I think we need to look at how we can prioritize those two things, making sure that we have enough staff to meet the needs of, all our, of our children, including children who need interventions, and also making sure that um, we have we compensate our staff fairly and we're making sure that their salaries keep up with the cost of living. Um, we need to take a look at the rest of the district budget where our money is going for things like curriculum and technology and see how we manage that um, as well as just overhead and administration so that our primary investments are in the classroom where we can make the biggest difference for children. How do you envision keeping up with multiple constituencies, including students, parents, teachers, administrators, <clears throat> and the taxpayers who are not a part of these other groups, but to whom you must answer? Um, well, as a grassroots organizer and advocate for public education, I already do this. Um, as a member of the group SCAPE, I have organized people to speak up and fight for our public schools. We've had some wins in terms of protecting funding for parent-teacher conferences, for protecting class size, um, for working with the district to craft a good wellness policy. So I'm already pretty well versed in reaching out to people and trying to get lots of voices at the table so that we make decisions that reflect our entire community. Um, as a school board member, um, I would be assigned a group of schools across the district that I'm responsible for, and I am committed to visit those schools and spend time listening to, to people in those schools, um, staff, students, principals, to find out what's going on. And of course, I would always make myself available to the community and try to get out to communities that are generally underrepresented at school board meetings. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete the interview? Well, I started off this interview talking about the fact that I'm running because I believe that every child deserves a world-class education in their local school. And the question is, what does that look like? How do we do that? Um, I believe that we need to educate the whole child. And by that, I mean we need to make sure that every child, every classroom has a curriculum that is engaging and culturally relevant for children, as well as being very challenging. We need to make sure that we have interventions available for our children when they are necessary. We need to make sure that our class sizes are small enough to both foster relationships and also encourage you know, good learning for all children. And um, we need to commit ourselves to a curriculum that is rich with the fine arts and the humanities and world languages in addition to science and technology and math. Um, Ultimately, our classrooms need to be joyful places to work and learn. We need to make sure that our district is a place where the best new teachers want to teach and where we can attract teachers of color. And we also need to pay close attention to retaining our experienced teachers. Um, I believe that we need leaders 
who will stand up and fight for public education. I've been doing that for more than a decade. I really have gone to almost all the school board meetings in the past few years. And um, I'm ready to represent our community as a member of the school board. I'm well prepared. And I'm asking folks for their support, for their trust, and for their vote. Together, I think we can make a big difference for our community and our schools. I want to thank Christiana Carusi for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. (laughs) 